Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today we're gonna talk about respecting alternate reality. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are gonna talk about respecting alternate reality. So um, the reason I wanted to present this topic because of the last three weeks, I was um, keep on encountering people uh, being from a totally different timeline, uh, lower timeline, right? A second or 10 minutes or whatever. And then usually, you know, people are being from lower timeline they have a very strong opinion like oh this is the only truth and you have to believe this and that that kind of attitude you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so i was listening to it and then it was very interesting like a japanese kid he i think he's telling the truth he was saying he came from this star system called clanium or something i don't know how how to spell it but he was saying his planet is highly advanced society, I guess, technologically advanced. And then, you know, he came here to study Earth. This is his eighth time. And he's a politician in the planet and they have money. And then whole universe is 3D. So after I heard that statement, like whole universe is 3D, it was so different from my truth I know so I kind of stopped that recording <laughs> you know <laughs> I freaked out too because oh uh, did I stumble myself into weird 3d timeline like what did I do wrong right I freaked out and then uh, the other person was talking about uh, you know are people in his organization people being too lazy or something and then my guide was saying, you are the last person who call yourself as a lazy, you know? You don't burn out when you're lazy. <laughs> the lazy person don't even think, you know, they're lazy, right? Or even worry about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then I, I, I basically came across and then having that kind of experience. Then my main thing was, which timeline am I on because of all these different kind of people with different kind of point of view and then different kind of experiences and I happen to come across right and then my guide right now is a Cassiopeians 90 Cassiopeians and they're saying that well, first of all, Archangel Mikhail was telling me when angel comes and they deal with humans or others, you know, other beings, they don't lower their vibration. And then they are not scared of dealing or meeting with some person or being who are lower vibration than them. They just be who they are and then do their job. So I was like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he was saying, why are you scared of? <laughs> and I was like, hmm, he doesn't have a point. And then Cassiopeians are saying, um, if you are constantly staying 5D, means every single minute, every single second, you know, you have no job. 
means on earth right yeah you have yeah. a relation right so this thing we do fluctuate our vibration and then let's say people are being who we call as 3d they do raise the vibration it's similar to channeling like we lower they increase their vibration somewhere along the line we meet up mm -hmm. right temporary so all this meeting all this encountering it's not necessary you screwed up yourself or you're thinking about this and that and then somehow you stumble across into we are the timeline because first thing I started worrying about is what timeline am I on and then they're saying the whole point we are learning not just me and the Sue I'm talking about all of you guys if you are listening to this you are learning this you are learning to hold your core frequency right we have a core frequency but we do fluctuate like whatever that happened in your life because life happens or we deal with other people or we happen to watch some kind of information and we get scared right whatever so we do fluctuate which right. is normal and then we which which we signed up for in the yeah. human experience and otherwise we, we wouldn't have come here yeah, and then when we fracture, we meet all sorts of people or being, and then do not be afraid. And you learn to hold your frequency, core frequency, you still fracture. Mm -hmm. And that was my big lesson. And then I wanted to talk about this topic because it might help you guys to mm -hmm. knowing this, right? When we are sharing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um so many things are just like flowing in my brain as you're talking and I'm just trying to like sort out where do I want to start but I think I want to start with Arne Ellingham um, aka Zingdad um, which you can find his material on zingdad.com because I remember reading something that he put in there uh, in his Ascension Papers books uh, that really really opened my eyes to this topic which is um we can't know um, what each of us uh, signed up for when we decided to journey to Earth. Okay. And so the one that may seem low uh, vibrational and uh, flying in low density behaviors and around low density people, um, that may just be this trip you know, maybe in some other lifetime or some other reality, they were a much higher frequency being uh, behaving that reality as a human. And so this time around, they decided they want to try this other way of being. It's all experience, right? So for, for anybody to judge where somebody else is, number one, you're kind of not being fair to yourself and you're not being fair to the other person because the com just by comparing at all is um putting a judgment on it and it's it's like assuming that everybody is going to be trying for the same experience in in human uh reality which we aren't we're we're all here for different things some of us may be here for similar things and that's why we, we call ourselves soul families and we 
we meet and we tend to gather together because yeah, we're doing, we're working on similar things and it's really nice to have other people to do it with um, and to roll ideas and stuff like that. Uh, but in the end, um, each and every soul um, has a highest self and, and a God self and an angelic self and uh, a high level 90 Octurian self and a Syrian self and a, you know, and the list goes on and on um, because we are infinite beings of light and energy. And so, and we all come from source. So who am I to judge, you know, what you came here to experience or what anybody came here to experience um now to the to the idea of just listening to somebody else's experience could somehow change our um our timeline i get it why you're saying that you had that fear because i've had the same fear it's like some things i tune into and i go oh my god that's so outrageous i can't even listen to this right <laughs> okay um so you turn it off if it really offends your sensibilities that much and so do i um, on the other hand, sometimes it's for me and I'm, I get this in quantum healing sessions, um, where I'm hearing something that is so fascinating to me. It is such a different point of view than I had ever heard described before that I, I it's like, I can't get enough of it. I have to keep listening. Yeah. And I love, I love doing these sessions for that reason, because it's like, wow, I never thought of experience that way. Mm -hmm. um, I really can't come up with an example right now. Uh, but so I'll, I'll try and come up with a, a different example. So I just had some dental work, I had to have some teeth pulled. And um, I'm not going to get into the reasons for all of that. But um, I, I know for sure that dentists are taught probably in school and then they perpetuate it through society that it's like the worst possible thing you could do to pull teeth instead of trying to save them. Now that's a reality that they try to dispense to everybody. So they want you to get the root canals. They want you to get the crowns. They want you to blah, 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 blah. no matter what your history is and what you've already been through and whether you have an anxiety about being in the damn chair, which who doesn't have an anxiety about being in the dentist chair really um that's their point of view that's what they try to push oh it's always it's always paramount to save the tooth now that might be something that they get from dental school um and as doctors and it's always important to preserve but i mean another point of view might be what you find in uh, a lot of bibles which says if your eye offends thee pluck it out if you know so basically what that's telling people is if if you have a body part that's making the rest of you sick then you need to take it out <laughs> okay so people have appendix surgeries they have right so getting back to the teeth um, you know, I, I had to go to three dentists till I finally found a, a woman who would listen to me and understand what I've already been through and what I'm not willing to go through again. And she was willing to do what I asked her to do, which was, I had some teeth that had to come out and I'm going to get, um, a partial flexible denture to make up the difference and then eventually there'll be med beds and i'll get brand new teeth and the problem will be resolved that's okay. my reality that's what i'm creating but for me that's the easiest exam uh, 
that's the easiest route to get to my goal, which is having healthy teeth. And I don't want something to go wrong in my body systemically by trying to save teeth that can't really be saved. Or maybe they could, but I don't want to go through all the pain of it, right? So the bottom line of this story is, am I going to buy into the narrative that I should be ashamed because I lost some teeth or I had some teeth pulled purposefully because that was easiest for me? Should I be ashamed of that? Should I walk around and, oh, you know, cover my mouth and or make up excuses and reasons of no, you know what? This is my mouth. This, this is, these are my teeth and I'm doing the very best that I can to maintain my health. So I made a decision for me. Am I going to buy into that whole industry that says I should feel ashamed about that? I'm not. And I'll tell you why, because I really do take good care of my teeth. This is just something with my physiology. And also, by the way, I also believe that our propensity for illness has to do with imbalance of our emotions and our minds and things like that. I know exactly what this lesson is for me with losing my teeth. I know exactly why it happened. I know exactly why the problem exists. And that has allowed me to introspect to myself and how I handle my life and how I handle fear and how I handle trying to control outcomes, right? This is all associated with teeth. Um, those kind of fear of future and control issues, right? So let go of all of that. So why not let go of the teeth that were problematic and come in with another solution and do it differently next time? Why do I have to be ashamed of that process? Why do I have to feel that I'm less than anybody else? I mean, I've certainly met people that have never had a cavity in their whole lives. Awesome. That's great for you. I'm so happy for you. That doesn't mean I'm any worse a person or a human being because I wasn't as successful at it as you are. I mean, good for you. I really mean that, but I'm not going to feel any less than a, a hu- as a human being because I had that experience. So I guess I hope I'm making the point, but it's like when a whole group of people believe things a certain way, I can see the tendency where other people will be like, well, if they're all saying this, then this must be true. And, and after all, they're doctors, you know before their dentist, they have to be a doctor. So like, maybe they're, maybe they know more than I do. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, It still doesn't mean I did something wrong or that I should be ashamed of. It just means this is, this is what I'm going through. It's, it's something that's happening to me and it's an experience my, my soul decided to have. So like, I just, I just think that the more we buy into somebody else's reality, um, the more we're giving up our own power. And at the same time, we don't have to put down somebody else's reality because that's what they've created for themselves to experience. So I think there's respect that goes both ways. When we honor ourselves in our own path, we don't beat ourselves up for things. Um, And we say, okay, I learned something from this. And then other people are doing the same thing. So, you know, as long as we're not like in physical pain, listening to somebody else's story, (laughs) I don't think it's a bad thing to, you know, to hear somebody out. And I feel, I feel like when you told me about this fella that you, you sense truth in uh, what he was saying to you. Yeah. Um, The kid, I know he wasn't lying because I don't really see the benefit for him to talking about this. 
and he's a kid, you know? Um, so I came to the conclusion, he came from the timeline. It's very unbelievable to me, but his timeline is there is no other being other than 3D everywhere in the universe, right? He mm -hmm. came from that timeline. But just because that's out of my knowledge or out of what I learned from other galactics, that doesn't mean I can deny him or tell him like, oh, you're lying or you're crazy. That's his reality, right? Or your truth isn't true. Or my reality is the only reality, right? Yeah, it's like my reality is truth to his reality is truth. So my, you know, actuarian, not actuarian, because your friends are saying, um, being in 5D means you are more open to accept all kinds of different perspective or different reality or different beings. So when we expand our capacity to accept the differences, to let them be as is without we are forcing them to change or forcing them to believe in what we believe in, that's, that's, that's 5D, that's what they're saying. So we are not only holding our core vibration to meet all different people or being around the way during the day or during the year or whatever, but we're also expanding our consciousness and expanding our ability to accept something so unbelievable to us, right? Because when we hear something we never thought of or out of our truth or out of what we think is right or whatever that is, right? Yeah. Um, automatic response is, oh my God, like I'm right and this person is wrong. But that's very 3D, like, Finally, they are saying everyone's yeah. right, right? You don't have yeah, well, to let other people to be your way. One of the things that's coming in for me now is like my husband, um, he keeps lately, I want to say the last maybe two years, he keeps getting in contact with um, an alternate reality of his own, like another part of his soul. Mm. And he said, uh, you know, it doesn't happen like every day or anything, but that when it does happen, he almost has to reorient himself. He has to say, my name is Brent and I live with, I'm married to Sue and I have two kids, <laughs> right? And so I ask him questions. I say, okay, tell me about this other reality, you know, um, tells me some things, you know, what he can remember or what he intuits. And um, wow, that's so cool. It is. And I said to him, I said, is it possible that because you're, you know, you're expanding your consciousness that you're linking with this other aspect of yourself and that possibly you're sharing, you know, your talents with each other, like your strengths with one another. And he oh. said, yeah, that that's possible. Because um, I think that we can draw on our other aspects, especially when we're oh, looking yeah. for, for strengths um, and power and, you know, and we can also help our other aspects get through their traumas too, using yeah. our strengths, right? So I'm thinking about this kid that you're you're telling me about, and I'm thinking I have a feeling he's linking into another one of his aspects. And 
there truly are so many worlds, there's infinite worlds, right? And so the laws of the universe that he's linking into may be only 3D. Yeah. But you also said that he was talking about he they use money differently. They don't use it as a power and control thing. They use it as a they don't use it as a form of separation. They use it as what money is intended to be, which is a tool. But they do get uh violation though. Like he was saying, uh they they have the uh, tool place. Like people do make their own movable chair or something. And then all this chair or movable. Um, so their technology is different. Yeah, it's a flying chair. Oh, neat. It, it will fly in certain height. So it depends on the height that they have a speed limit. That's so kind of cool. Sounds like an alternate reality to me. Yeah, he said it's it's a different planet, though. So higher higher uh, chair goes like you can you can I guess uh, drive like two hundred kilometer or something, but when you are flying from 20, 20 kilometer to fifty, there's a speed limit, and then when you ignore the speed limit, you have to pay like you know the fine. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about people do have to pay fine. And then what's going to happen is if they violate too much, they're going to, they're going to put them into the place timeout. <laughs> yeah. Like place of nothingness. <laughs> so they have to stay in place of nothingness. And then uh, for certain years and they come out and then they, they, they progress their age, whatever the year they are Thing there or something he was talking about that so that was sounds good. very orderly it is like it sounds like you know that there isn't the quite the uh power struggles that there are here on earth so even if it is 3d but they have this order and and it seems to make sense i mean why would we say outright that it it isn't possible that it's true i mean it could be true yeah, and, be. and if be. and if anything else it's true for him I mean, they, I believe some other 3D planets function differently. The only thing I had, you know, problem with is everybody in the universe 3D and there is no Arcturians. And I was, oh, oh, wait a second, though. That could be his universe that he's yeah, talking that's, about. That's his universe. They, Not our true. universe. Not yeah. our universe. Right. No, and there's so many. I mean, that's what a, a lot of people don't understand is that there's an infinite number of universes out there. It's kind of like, did you guys see Men in Black, that movie? And when Will Smith opens the locker and there's a universe in this tiny little globe in the top of the locker. And then when Will Smith looks closer at it, he can see it inside this tiny little ball. But when you step back. It's this itty bit little ball that was a crystal ball that was on a cat's collar, but there was huh. a whole uni there was a whole universe in there, and that was kind of the point I think of Men in Black is that you know it was like starting to open our eyes to the fact that there's so much more out there than than Earth and our universe. There are multi there are universes within universes, right? Yeah, and then it's a completely like other universe are governed by completely different law, like our different universe, laws, different our densities. Universe, yeah, our universe is we do have to follow this rule that we we accept free will, right? That's that's how this universe works. 
mm-hmm. accepting free will. Yep. So, you know, respect respect that, respect other people's free will too. That's why, you know, people are asking, oh, why can this evil can exist or this evil entity, whatever, like how come God doesn't punish because it's free will and the experience of the creator mm-hmm. he wants to go through what it's like to feel while he's separation being the super evil or something like that the whole point is there is a free will so we do have a responsibility of carry on what kind of will will hold on to and then live our life it always comes with responsibility but we are not responsible for other people's will and we are not really judging other people's will, right? We always have to, I don't like saying pay for it, but in a way, cause and effect is working in this universe up to a certain dimension. So, you know, that's how it is. But, you know. But is it really directly affecting you know, because with all of the, I know what you're saying is like, maybe we're, maybe we're paying a price for other people's creations, but how about, just bear with me for a second. It's like when we stay, we did a show a while back called stay in your own lane. Right. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, I am not experiencing in my reality, any of this anxiety, fear, um with world events that are going on now i stay out of politics oh, i don't even yeah. i don't watch the news so my reality is very different than a lot of other people because they're tapping into that and when you tap into that energy it becomes part of your reality and you start to become affected by it whether it's emotionally physically whatever um so you know I guess we circle back to this topic, which is, you know, if you stay in your own business, if you pay attention to what you want to see in your reality and what you're working on and stop looking at everybody else's reality and saying, is it true? Is it not true? Really? Do you want it to be? Um, Cause that's the big question. It's, it, <laughs> if I wanted to get involved in what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, right? What's that going to do for me? Can I physically go do anything about it? No, it's just going to cause me emotional distress. I don't need that in my life. I've got my own things I got to deal with, right? So I don't pay attention to it. And consequently, now some people say, oh, that's so cold. That's uncaring. That's ignorant. That's all these things. Those are all judgment statements. But the fact of the matter is that situation that I can do nothing about is not impacting my life. Yeah, that's true. And the whole point of this topic today is like, because your parents are saying, be a sommelier of your reality, because every single core of our, our activity thing is to share how to be a good creator, right? Effective creator. So mm-hmm. when you come across someone or something or some being saying something totally different from you, you can reject everything, but world is not so black and white. So even one thing you are like, oh, I didn't know about this, or you know, one or two things you get impressed about or something you can learn from or whatever, right? Then you can take that just because 
you know, out of 10 elements, like you get scared and you, you, can, you can't take anything out of this. But if you find something wrong too, something cool about it, maybe you can take it. You're not going to have any kind of uh, bad effect by it, right? Mm -hmm. Anything you would have is expansion. Because yeah. you came across from some different being or different person, you never looked at this way or you never had that kind of timeline or reality or, you know, parallel universe or alternate reality or whatever that is. So whole point of this lesson for me was be open-minded. Like I'm pretty open-minded person, but when I come across completely different from what I know about galactics and everything, I do, I do have a certain reaction to it, right? Mm -hmm. But what I learned is that you don't have to reject everything, right? Like one thing about this kid is, okay, this kid is one of the kids who is clearly having memory of galactic life. Mm -hmm. So that, that's cool, right? No yeah. matter what reality he came from. So that was a really nice experience for me to listen to a kid has to, what kids has to say because we are going to have kids like that in the future more and more. Oh yeah, kids who can remember about other planet and other life, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So the, my guys are saying be a sommelier, so you can pick and choose anything you come across in your life. You don't have to pick everything, but all this mixture will make interesting flavor. Yep. Well, mm -hmm. if you think about it, I would guess that um, some of the best books, you know, fiction, fictional books that have ever been written <laughs> are, could be uh, because somebody heard a, a tale like that, or maybe they had a memory or a dream or something or an inspiration that was otherworldly or interesting to them. And they kept going with their imagination and following the thought or imagining what it would be like if it was this way. And I mean, <laughs> some of my favorite books, I think, come about that way. I mean, Gene Roddenberry and um, Star Trek, which is one of my favorite series of all times. And as you notice, some of the things in Star Trek are starting to happen or are, are technologies that are coming I happen to know somebody who's creating a um, uh, needleless injection, you know, and that reminds me of the Star Trek, you know, they'd get their shots in the neck, but it wasn't, there wasn't a needle, it was a push of energy, and then you got your injection, so that would help a lot of people in the world, oh, yeah. di diabetics, children with vaccines, all this kind of stuff to not have to deal with needles, right? Well, it's, it's coming, it's, it's already been made, it's just you know, I can't say too much about it, but it's coming. So, you know, the creative process uh, can be really aided if we don't reject and we do respect other people's realities because some of the greatest creative works are, are, are done on, fan, you know, what we call fantasy. So at the very least, you know, you hear a story like that, it, you can sit down and wonder about it and go, gee, I wonder what it would be like to be in that world and how neat it would be to be in a car that flies. And you can determine how high you go according to how fast you go. And I mean, I could just have fun thinking about that for a while, right? 
Yeah, and then I mean, we majority of of us went through the COVID experience, and then you know, one thing we all learn, or hopefully we did learn, is to accepting the differences. You know, some of the family member might not want to do any shot, and some of the family member decided to do the one in order to live peacefully with each other, or some might have different political view or something instead of fighting and you know talking about who is right and the other side is stupid you know yeah <laughs> find find the common ground other than why you are different and then leave each other cohabitate each other peacefully and that's what my guy is saying what 5d is all about it's not like once we shift 5d everybody start thinking the same way or we will we'll have a more color and variety when we shift to 5D. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, think about what we can do when we're putting our minds together and uh, sharing ideas rather than fighting each other and arguing over who's right and who's got the power. I really look forward to that because I think our society is going to have another golden age, the like. When I say society, I mean the earth. I mean human society. I think we're going to have another golden age, the likes of which we can't even imagine right now. Um, and I look forward to that. I really do because my desire to be peaceful and, and, and just have love radiate um, through everybody, you know, stop the racism, stop the arguing and fighting and just to have peace and uh, coexistence and, and think of all the cool things we're going to come up with when we work together instead of fighting each other. I just, I can't wait, bring it on. Yeah, and then when two different things gonna melt with each other, something new gonna come out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So next week, Sue and I are gonna bring more interesting topic. Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe, and we we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. So soon I'm going to see you next week. Bye.